Well, everyone, thanks for checking out our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. As you can see, this is a little bit of a different setup if you're watching online. But what we're doing here is we hit a little bit of a summer schedule. So lots of crossed paths. Jeff and I are, uh, I feel like, in one state, out of one state, in another country, in another one. We're just kind of totally ships in the night right now. And so what we're doing this summer to wrap it up is a few episodes taking a look back, taking a rewind, taking a look uh, at some of our best ofs, mixed messages, and bringing them back to the forefront. Things that have been the most helpful with a lot of our listeners and taking a few weeks here just to look at what are some of these topics, what are some of these ways that God has helped us navigate all those mixed messages around us. So sit back and enjoy one of these throwback episodes as we explore what Jesus is doing and where he's calling us in the midst of all of these different messages. Thanks a lot. Jeff, glad you're here again. Thanks for having me. It'd be really hard to have mixed messages with Jeff Bogue without Jeff Bogue. It could be done. It could absolutely be done. (laughs) We'll just, uh, well, you guys keep your eyes peeled. We'll see if Jeff (laughs) starts to sound funny. It's a stand-in. That's right. That's right. Uh, Very, very good. Well, uh, Jeff, I want to dive into a topic today. It's been some questions that have been swirling around. This this actually wasn't one of the ones that submitted necessarily through our form, but it's stuff we've been coming to contact a lot with, I feel like, over the last months especially. And it's kind of this idea of, I think a lot of people, when they do discover something, they start to feel like it's true, and then they want to go make sure everyone else knows this is true. Right, right. And so they kind of want to, you know, whether you read this as a connotation that's bad or good, you kind of want to go make a point. I'm right. I discovered this. This is why this is wrong. Uh-huh. Don't you agree with me? Yeah. Like, Jeff, is, is that a good idea? Should, should we pursue those pathways? Like, how does that work out? You know, it's a, somebody asked a question one time. They said, do you want to make a point or do you want to make a difference? And mm. so, so our world today is so divided and we're screaming our points at each other. And, um, and the, the, the more we t- turn up that volume and the more we turn up that intensity, the less of a difference that it makes, mm-hmm. you know? So this is happening, We usually we blame it on politics, but it's not really just politics, it's, it's culture, it's morality, it's biblical truth, it's everything. Like we will just argue it out. In fact, it's fascinating, I'll have people um, occasionally wanna argue like theology, Bible stuff with me, and they'll get mad at me because I won't engage them. <laughs> and I'm like, that's interesting. So they, they want the argument. Yeah. They don't want a conversation and they're not seeking truth at all. Yep. And that applies across the board, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it has really caused a divide, this, this uh, um, fatal individualism. Yeah is uh, something that's going to, it affects us all, it's going to ruin us all, you know, if we can't figure this out, and, uh, and it's nothing new. It's the, <laughs> it's the human condition, you know, I, uh, uh, my opinion, what, what causes fights and quarrels among you, that I, I don't get what I want, yeah. you know, the Bible says, and so it's a, uh, it's a hallmark of where we're at today, for sure. Yeah, that actually just happened to me about two weeks ago. Someone came up to me, and they the topic that they wanted to discuss was an age-old theological debate. I'm like, great. Oh, I can't wait to hear your questions. But, Jeff, they approached me. They said, we're trying so desperately to reach our family and our coworkers for Christ. How do we do... 
this. We don't understand this theological concept. Can you help us understand it so that we can be better effective yeah, for that, what Jesus wants? I'm like, oh. I know that's a that's a completely <laughs> different conversation, you know, and 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 trying to understand each other, trying to get inside somebody else's mind, you know, that there's a concept out there of learn their narrative, you know, so what do they think and what do they hear you say? That's a completely different conversation. Um, let's argue for the sake of argument. Uh, let's have a, 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 a debate yeah. for the sake of debating. It's a waste of time. It's a foolish endeavor. It severs relationships and you are actually convincing no one in that. You're not convincing the other person and you're not convincing uh, kind of the objective listener either because what they hear is your argue, you arguing. Mm-hmm. So you've made it very clear that you don't agree with each other. What they don't hear is the point or the thought process or what the information may be. Now that's so bad right now that this is what I find happens a lot people will lock on to anybody who will make an argument make sense. Yeah. So because you're you're not actually thinking through things logically or completely or in a in a um, conversational tone, the first person that sits down with them and like actually explains their point of view, they're like, "Yeah, that's right." And so it's it that's what I mean, it's very very counterproductive. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's Christ-like at all. Um, and it and it's tearing us apart um, from families all the way all the way up through like national stuff. So, absolutely. I um, someone else had just said um, this weekend that it's just this whole idea that we think we know what other people are thinking, and so we attribute what we think they're thinking to what they think they're thinking. And I'm being facetious on purpose because it's that confusing, right? And then suddenly you have judged or vilified or put distance between you and someone else and you don't even know for sure why they did what they did. Right. Um, And so, uh, yeah, Jeff, this idea that we kind of start to align ourselves more and more with people that tend to think like us, why is that so tempting? Like, why do we just want to kind of run to our camp and then continue to prove to each other why we're so correct? What is that? You know, it feel it feels good, and it feels safe, and it feels affirming, and um, and all of that is it. There's truth in that, especially if you really bring this conversation down to spiritual things. You know, uh, it's affirming to be with other people who understand the Bible the way that you do, and and what you would define as correctly. People who value what you value, worship what you worship. Uh, have the philosophies that you that you have. I like that. In fact, we would train that, right? Mm-hmm. So we would we would train within a philos- uh, a theological context. We're going to teach God's word through the constructs that we understand it. And when we're raising up interns and residents, or even uh, even like lay leaders here at the church, we're going to do that through our philosophical. Uh, context, we're like, we want you to agree with this, so we want you to be a part of it. If you don't, maybe this isn't the place for you to lead, those, mm-hmm. those kind of things. So it lets you it lets you accomplish your goals. Um, we would often say spiritually, we believe it's truth, mm-hmm. and so we want to land on that truth, and, and we want to propagate that 
that true. So all of that, there's a place for that. Mm -hmm. There's a place to be reassured. There's a place to deepen your core convictions. And there's a place to operate in in unity. So that's the place we're always going to feel at home and we're always going to feel the most comfortable. And so we're going to be drawn to it for sure. sure. Now that's a a really good segue back into the question that you brought up up front. So if that's the group that we can kind of get some solace in, get some recharge, some regrouping, land on those core convictions, but then we come back to, do I want to make a point or do I want to make a difference? When someone disagrees with me, not in the context of some of the other podcasts that we've uh, recorded, so to speak, but this whole idea of I'm just out there to prove you wrong or show you how right I am. How do we take some of the health of maybe what some of those environments bring, mm-hmm. but then do something valuable with it? Yeah, so the Apostle Paul would would lay out this idea of persuading people. So uh, I, I think a lot of times in the Christian world, we take like an Old Testament prophet mm-hmm. mindset where they would stand on the proverbial street corner and tell everybody that that judgment is coming and and all the rest. And there is truth to that. Um, But first of all, we have to understand the role of the Old Testament and the role of the new and how God fulfilled, Christ fulfilled the law. And then he, through the church, did something differently. So in the Old Testament, he's working kind of either through individuals or kind of Israel in a nationalistic sense. In the New Testament, he's working through the church, mm-hmm. and I, as an individual, am a part of of that. And it's the church that speaks for him, uh, whether individually or collectively. And then you get into Paul's writings. He would talk about persuading. He would talk about being an ambassador. Jesus would use the concept of salt, concept of light, uh, concept of people being uh, convicted by their own life, that they'll be mad at you because you won't participate in their life. Nowhere in there is is that kind of that Old Testament imagery of let's scream at lost people who don't even know what we're talking about. Right. That the Apostle Paul says, he says, what business is it of mine what outsiders do, mm-hmm. right? So in in the in the New Testament context of the believer, the believer aligns their life with the heart and the mind of Christ. The believer is motivated by love in all things. And then we speak to the outside world with gentleness and respect. And we do that with an ambassadorship and we do that with, um, with a persuasive attitude. The other big advantage that the church has is we have Christ himself. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the, the people that Jesus got kind of hot with were the religious elite who were using truth, twisting it to further people from knowing the heart and the mind of God. That's who he called a brood of viper and whitewashed tombs, flipped the money changer tables over and all that kind of stuff. He didn't do that with the world around him. Right. He sat with the tax collector, he sat with the sinners. And then what happened was this, when there was an argument with the world around him, he w- his attitude was, well, let he who has ears, let him hear. He told his disciples when he sent them out, when he sent the 70 out, he, sa- he said, you go to a town, you find the man of peace. The man of peace is the people who want to have the conversation. If they won't hear you or accept you, you kick the dust off your sandals and you leave. There was never like a 
stand there and fight it out mm-hmm. mindset. It was a here's the truth. If people hate you because of me, go tell somebody else who wants to hear it mm-hmm. mindset. And so the church and, and the, the believers within it, the individual parts of the church, that needs to be our mindset. The church tends to either apologize for the truth, uh, everything from like, I know this is kind of old fashioned, all the way to, well, it must not, the Bible doesn't mean what it obviously says. Or the other extreme is like we scream truth at each other, <laughs> right? you know? And, and, at, and at the world around us. So, you know, God's against gay marriage and you're gonna burn in hell. I'm like, you're accomplishing nothing. Mm-hmm. Were you saying he's, he's not against that? I didn't say that. I said, the way that you are projecting that, if, if you came up and screamed your agenda at me, am mm-hmm. I gonna be like, oh my goodness, thank you, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me more. So. So this ambassadorship and this persuasion, when we come together, we can talk freely, we encourage each other in psalms, hymns, spiritual psalms, we sharpen each other with the Word of God, we do all of that as fellow believers. But then our interaction with the world, we love our neighbor, we love our enemy, we serve as an ambassadors of Christ himself, we're making his appeal through us, and we do that in a persuasive way. And I really believe that's how you make you make a difference, mm-hmm. right? When someone doesn't want to receive that, you kick the dust off your sandals and you walk away. This is where Jesus would say, don't cast your pearls before swine. That's what all that is. Like, drop it and walk away and wait. Ask God to give you a no-brainer moment where someone wants to know the reason for the hope is within you. So we're trying, I, I think we sometimes try to be the Holy Spirit, we try <laughs> to convict, we try to bully or sell people into a relationship with Christ. And Jesus' Jesus's directive and Paul's explanation, honestly, and this is a big Christian term, but honestly, whether you're, you're an Arminian or a Calvinist, whether uh-huh. you believe in a free will or a predestination, all of it fits in to that idea of let's find people who want to have the conversation and have the conversation with them. Yep. Ironically, that's the topic that that couple came to me and said, we're yeah. trying to figure this out, but for the sake of uh, loving and reaching our neighbors. You that conversation is 500 years old. Nobody's figured it out. Right. Um, now, Jeff, I, I love what you're talking about here with the different way in which Christ approached these things. Like, if there was ever someone that walked the earth that could have made a lot of points, yep, it would have been Jesus. Yep. And as he interacts with us, if there was ever going to be someone that made a lot of points about our lives, you know, where, where Joe Caruso, where Jeff Bogue is wrong, where we could do better, it would be Jesus. And yet he approaches us in a totally different way. Right. And so if we find ourselves in these scenarios where, but these people need to know what I know, or they need to understand my point of view, how do we build that bridge to, well, to go after them? Number one, and this is not a cliche, and everybody listening, don't you dare blow me off or I will come to your house and I will <laughs> hunt you down. Pray for them. It's the Holy Spirit's job, not Joe Caruso's job or Jeff Bogue's job. It's the Holy Spirit's job to create the interest. Mm-hmm. 
and to create the spark and and to bring a person to a point of spiritual questioning or intrigue that is not my job Mm -hmm. my job is share the is to share the reason for the hope that's within me when i am asked Mm -hmm. my job is to live a life that's above reproach is to live a life of love so i i know that we're desperate we love people and we're desperate but guys listen to me if we spent a tenth of the time praying for them that we spend arguing with them, we would get a heck of a lot further in in the process. So let God, when we we try to play the role of God, we always screw it up, right? And and then people will look and say, well, that's not like Jesus. And a lot of times I'm like, well, you're right. (laughs) You're absolutely right, right? So pray for them, number one. Number two, Love them and be in close relational proximity with them. Be a friend. Help. Work out with them. Have a cup of coffee. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Be in proximity. Number three, be unapologetic about your faith. So when I answer the question, I'm going to answer it from the, the thing that defines and directs me. Now, I did not say take them through the Romans road. Mm-hmm. I said, be unapologetic about my, my faith, right? Are you freaked out about COVID? I'm a little thrown off about it, but I, I think I really feel like God controls these things and that gives me a lot of peace. I feel like it's kind of out of my control. And so I, I don't know, you know, in the way that I think, I don't have a choice but to really trust God for, for steering me through this. Yeah, That's a real answer. Mm-hmm. To to a normal question. Yep. And and if they want to talk about that, great. If they're like, well, what do you think about the Browns? And again, you're like, I don't know. God works in miraculous ways. We're three, <laughs> you know. But but it's a it's just normal life. And then if someone wants to have the conversation or they're posing a question, and then I would say, even in that, talk as long as they want to. Like don't don't be like oh it's my opportunity. Christians act like over eager guys trying to get a date. <laughs> you know I'm just like I don't know. Ask her out. If she says no, walk away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know if you get the hint. You know. So it, it's it's that kind of stuff where we we're either like shut down and super private. I often say our faith is personal, but it's not private. Like, mm-hmm. or we're like over the top, mm-hmm. and it. All the, rest. the the other thing I would say in all of that is make sure you're having a spiritual conversation, not a cultural or political one, mm-hmm. right? Because God, tax policy is not the top of Jesus's list. Mm-hmm. Um, healthcare systems are not the top of Jesus's list, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going for somebody's heart. I'm not going for their political persuasion. Again, that's something. If they ask, you can have the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, how could you possibly vote for? Well, I'm, I think the number one political issue is uh, pro-life issues. Mm-hmm. So it really defines what I vote for. I, well, you like so-and-so? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't like so-and-so, and I don't like such-and-such, but I care about this issue. Sure. Well, that's not as important as, 
Well, or they might say, why is that so important? To why would you make that number one? Well, there's a real conversation about right. why I would make that number yep. one. And then, like you said, the heart of the issue is one that's focused on Christ and it's focused on the gospel, but these same principles begin to apply whenever you can have a conversation. Right. You're, right. Not, you're not yelling at each other. You're not just making the point. You're trying, matter of fact, I wrote this down as you were talking. Jeff, what I keep hearing you say is, build the bridge, don't burn them. (laughs) And I would even say, let God build it and you just walk across Mm, it. Yeah, that's good. I I do this in parenting. Um, You know, I have, have, uh, Heidi and I have six children, seven now with our daughter-in-law, but six that we raised. Um, There was a time Actually, right now today, I have five teenagers that live in my house. Wow! Now my one son will—I have three of those are adults. You know, uh, two of those five are adults. But so, with my kids, I could literally come home with my children, and I could sit down with each of them one hour a night and tell them all what they're doing wrong. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Literally. Sure. Right? I could walk them through their room, through school, how they talk to their mother. Like the list is endless. They're, they're immature, they're growing, et cetera, right? So what I try to do, even as a dad, I'm like, I need to think about like, what is the one thing we need to talk about? And, and I'll pray about that. I'm like, Lord, help me to kind of like condense this, mm-hmm. right? And then I'll say, Lord, give me a moment, right? And I'm, I'm not going to create the moment, unless it's an emergency, but I want the moment to talk about their integrity or whatever it is that they're, they're dealing with. And what I found when raising teenagers is that when God creates that moment, by the way, that moment lasts usually no more than five minutes, but when, I, when God creates that moment, I can say what I need to say. They will hear what they need to hear, and we'll walk away loving each other. And it's fascinating to me as my, my uh, older kids have become adults. It fascinates me that they remember that moment, hmm. right? And sometimes, oddly, like, remember when we were in the car that one time? Yeah, yeah, Dad, you said this. And, but I could vomit verbally on them constantly, or I could let God build a bridge, let, give me the wisdom to recognize it's open for business, yep. and then tell me the minute to walk across it. And we're all like that. Everybody listening is like that. We, there are things in our life where we remember a comment, yep. we remember a moment, and I'm saying, ask God to create that. You, you know, this, this whole like change my mind thing, like that's fun, kinda, you know, and especially if you're talking about sports or something like that, you can play with that. So I'm not really trying to knock it, but we're that way about people's souls, uh-huh. and it's a spiritual exchange. It, it's really not a, a, a shouting of opinions with yeah. things. That's so good, Jeff. I love that. I mean, pray. Well, you had mentioned earlier that if we spend a tenth of the time praying just the major difference that would make, and then to see God build those bridges, walk across them, and then uh, watch something real happen (laughs) and not just the argument. And then right back to where you started. I think if we just continue to ask ourselves, do I wanna make a point? 
or do I want to make a difference? Yep. Uh, what a game changer that would be for many of us. Um, I'll double dog dare all of our <laughs> listeners. Double dog dare. If you think of any place, you're in a reoccurring fight with your spouse. You're in a, there's this one thing a roommate does that just drives you nuts. Your kids, the person that you disagree with politically. I'll double dog dare you. If you start praying for that person every day, hmm. be slow to speak, quick to listen, and ask God to give you a moment, he will give you a moment and you will recognize it when he gave it to you. Mm. And I would think about, cause you're thinking, you're telling them off in your mind all the time. <laughs> so instead of doing that, craft, what would I say? You know, if I got five minutes with the president, what would I say? You would think that through ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So what would I say if God built a bridge and told me it was open for business? I promise you, you will get further down the road relationally and with what you want them to understand that way, then you will the nightly fight that most people are having right now. It's so good. I mean, not the fights. Those are terrible, but that's what we're talking about. That's great. I, I think, Jeff, you're this is so wonderful because no matter the arena, we're having struggles with this and there is something that's tempting about, well, if I can just make my point, then it'll all go away, but it never happens. And so I pray that all of you that are listening right now, that you would take this to heart, uh, whether it's just remembering that simple question, do I want to make a point or do I want to make a difference? Whether you dive into some of the passages we brought up, uh, start the prayers, ask God to build those bridges. Uh, it's some real life-changing things may just begin to happen all around you. If you have other questions that you would like us to dive into here with the Mixed Messages podcast, feel free to go to our website at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. Fill out the form there. We'll get to your questions as soon as we can. You can also follow us on all of our social media. You can subscribe here on YouTube. Uh, you can follow our podcast. You can get onto our Facebook and Instagram. Follow us along as a church. You can always send us direct messages there. Whatever we need to do to help you feel connected to Jesus and his body, uh, we want to be able to do that. So uh, feel free to reach out to us. Join us on the weekend, whether in person or online, and we'll continue to help resource you as you pursue a relationship with Christ. Thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. We'll see you next time.